Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves the low. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. We are in week three of the show, or it's the third show. It's the first week of the NRL season 2017. As always, we are joined by Hong Kong board member, Hong Kong Rugby League board member, Jack Muir. How's it going, mate? Uh, yeah, good, Harry. Good to hear your voice again. Um, yeah, we had a week off last week after we'd done all the uh, the, the profiles of each team leading into the season. But, gee, I've re- I have really enjoyed round one. I don't think we've really missed a beat. And of all the games I've seen, none of them have been disappointing, I would say. So oh, I think we're in for another brilliant season. Yeah, the, the thing that uh, jumps out straight away to me is that round one, the level of round one, if you compare it to sort of seven or eight years ago, round one just used to, round one to five it used to just about be a write-off with the standard of footy. You used to play yourself into form, but it seems as though it's gone to another level. And that Sharks Broncos game, the first game on Thursday night, was a bloody high standard. It wasn't far away from being finals football based. No, oh, you're right. And I mean, obviously, a lot of the uh, the punters said that the Cowboys Raiders game was going to be the game of the round, and they were not wrong. That was an absolute humdinger. There's something about that North Queensland ground now, and that North Queensland team that just brings out the best of all 34 players that that venture there. It was a tremendous game of football. Yeah, you used to North Queensland used to be either they'd win 50 to 16. Or they would kind of, you know, narrowly lose. But you're just getting, um, like, new ways, scintillating finishes, which that crossbar kick from JT that bounced off reminded me of the 89 grand final when Benny Elias hit the crossbar. They didn't get it, um, the try off it, but that actually cost them the um, the, the GF the, for the Tigers. It did. Um, it did. But fuck, that was a good finish from the, um, from the Cowboys. I thought the Raiders deserved to win. Big BJ Leilua, is there a more dangerous, scary, aggro player in the NRL right now? I mean, he's ready to go at any stage. His fuse is like those, you know, those old school fireworks, pohars, I think they called them in New Zealand. There's all, all yeah, yeah, yeah. thumbs. He's just permanently lit up that bloke, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, uh, well, I think Ricky's getting the best out of him because he's at the Roosters and the Knights. He. He showed flashes of brilliance, but he couldn't do it consistently. And then I reckon the game that was his coming of age and the game that really uh, put him on uh, you know, on the map for me was that game in Whangarei when he played for Samoa. Oh, yeah, and he actually that. made Sean Kenny Dow look like a schoolchild. Yeah. He was just on fire. Samoa um, he, he's tremendous. No, they should have, exactly. We got out of jail on that one. Um, BJ but, used yeah, to be the other thing. a horrible finisher. I just remember laughing, you know, in his, in his Roosters days, in his early Knights days, when he was on the wing, he would constantly be put in the, over in the corner and then he would just lose the ball. Very Vatuvai-ish. But as soon as he went into the centres, in fact, since he's gone to Canberra, he's, he's the best centre on the planet, bar none. You, you can't even put English in the same class as him in the, in the last two years. On his day, on his day, I still think he doesn't have the consistency of a, of a great player. But uh, yeah, he, he's tremendous to watch, and he was in the in the middle of a lot of the buffo uh, that was sort of starting in that match, and that was one thing I really wanted to see this season. And I'd have to say there has been a few Lots a bit of buffo that's been occurring in each, each round. So it's not buffo, buffo, right? It's not punches, but as it's I not... said, there's nothing like a bit of aggro on the field to lift the standard of the game. Well, it's not buffo which is old-school league, and it's not yeah. argy-bargy, which is like rah-rah. It's kind of just in the middle, so it's just it's just enough in it. It's just frisky, isn't it? There's yeah. always someone who's yeah. just got a chip on their shoulder and um, about to boil over, and there's, a, there's even a, a melee, which is a very rugby league term, in the Warriors-Knights <laughs> game today, and... I like it. Just have a little go. Will Chambers, yeah, yeah. what about him running from about 40 metres away to hit Cassiano in the back of the head? I know, I know. It's, look, I think it's uh, it's good for the game. Um, it just, as I said, it does in- increase the intensity. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a good part of the game. Let's keep it, go, keep it going. Now, rehurry. Yes. Are Souths gone? Yep. Put now, a, hang on, mate. Put a line it, through them. It's round one. Don't care. They're terrible. I just, I, I'm still not writing them off, and I know I picked them as premiers, and I still, I, look, I think using GI, you know, the, the premier thing goes out the window. But I just, 
I have you, faith in Madge, and I thought you did too. Yeah, no, look, you were on some sort of Chinese herbs when you um, when you picked South to win. That first show that we did, you'd either come off at maybe some sort of massage and maybe afterwards they brought out that little green tea and maybe some stuff for you to sniff. <laughs> Because you, you first you picked about eight teams to come between fifth and eighth, no, and no, then you no, said no, the Buddies would win it. Look, they won't win it now because they've lost GI. But if you write them off, you write them off at your peril. I mean, uh, look again, the Tigers. Anyway, look, it's a, a shocking injury to have GI, uh, and as a rugby league lover, it's disappointing. In fact, one of the questions I did want to ask you, Rehari. Do you think what round of the 26 rounds do you think has the highest incident of injuries? Uh, something that I've never thought about, um, probably wisely so, but I would but say... But no, because I think there is actually a higher... I'd say maybe say, hovering around uh, the um, origin period, just backing up. Uh, nah, it's round one to six, because I think the well, players' you ask me bodies one. aren't... Name the round then. Was There's it? no such thing as round one to six. What do you mean? Well, yeah, there is. You said what round? You said, And then you answered it with round one well, to I'm six. Well, I'm going to say the answer... Is in there somewhere, you know. All right. Um, hey, well, you don't even give a shout out to the sponsors. Oh, gee whiz. All right. Well, actually, uh, Rugby Pass is your home of rugby streaming in Asia, but also big rugby league um, fans can go there in Asia and find um, any of the NRL, the Super League, and hopefully Test um, and State of Origin as well. We'll get uh, the confirmation there as well. But um, you can also see our weekly podcast published there, which is linked to SoundCloud and um, has a nice little article as well, which um, a little special YouTube clip we've been putting up there each time, which um, hopefully our listeners and uh, readers from all around the world have been appreciating. So big shout out to Rugby Pass. And the other thing, we've probably lost a lot of listeners already because we're boring them, but we could have kept a lot of listeners by saying we had a, a special segment at the end of the show. We do, but I think I'm going to try and headline that in the um, when I put it up. Uh, with the article, no. but we do have our first NRL player um, with Charlie Gubb, um, interviewed by Tiaki Jack Muir. You were calling from Hong Kong, and Charlie was on his way back from training in his car um, in Auckland City. You can hear many of the sights and sounds of Auckland in the background, but great interview. If you want to check it out, it's at the end of this uh, probably 25-minute ramble uh, about round one between the two of us, so um, bloody no. good stuff, though. I think that's good. Now, Ree, Harry, I want your uh, quick precipice or synopsis on the Warriors round one performance against the new, uh, courageous Newcastle Knights. Same old team. Ridiculous mistakes. Switching hot, hot and cold. Just the kind of thing that, um, you know, the pundits, why they, most of them have kind of written us off as a, a non-threat this year. But it's hard to get too excited about watching them this year come over the top of a, um, a bloody wholehearted, spirited Knights team who impressed me Um I don't think the Warriors have done anything to win themselves any new fans. And next week, Friday night, be the storm. In Auckland, a Friday night game, which I haven't seen since the mid-noughties, um, that's huge. So. No, no, no. I remember, I remember now. I can remember two vivid Friday night games. One was Wookie running to see a Soliola. That was a Friday night. Yeah, but what, what, yeah, would be late noughties, the, though, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. It was 2008, sorry. And then the other one was when Logan Swan didn't pass it. Both finals games, uh, actually, that's the, yeah, one was against the Roosters when we won, and the previous yeah. year, Swan game was two, 2007 against the Eels when we lost to the yeah. Eels um, in a heartbreak. Yeah, because I think we finished fourth. We actually finished fourth, didn't we? Because yeah. we played them at home. Yeah, yeah, no, terrible. And then terrible had to go to Cow- Cowboy Land. And got flogged up there in Townsville, um, predictably so. That was, the, that, that was the days of my previous life as a podcaster, Jacko and Size Rugby League. Yeah, shout out to you, Podcast Pioneer, back then. I used to play those old podcasts um, out loud in my office and um, would have uh, generally two or three people huddled around for a good four or five minutes before they sort of sauntered off and got a cup of tea, but they were quite captivating. Big fan. That's good to hear. <laughs> um, what else? The other, the other what question else? I'd like to ask you in terms of performances this uh, this weekend, Parramatta, you didn't really even have them in your top six, I don't think. No. Do I you said, think they are a threat this year? I said Paul Kent's ninth, them. but they look pretty good, and it's hard to work out. Um, it's hard to work out if Manly were any good or not. But Para just so fast; they've got so much speed. Um, and they've got Cow in their four pack. Tipa Maroa, Manu Mau. Yeah. When they get Kenny Edwards back, wow. They look like they're well coached. I think there was a difference today. Trent Barrett can't coach. 
um, small sample size, but he does not look, he just doesn't look like a coach. Where Brad Arthur is no, widely regarded as a pretty good tactician. I just thought that the Eels, Corey Norman looks good. But have you noticed that yeah. the Eels have just, every player almost from 1 to 13 has had their brush with the law. Um, they've had a couple of guys that have done time. Obviously, Norman and Semi have got some sort of court case hanging over his head. Um, and they are ironically sponsored by Shine Lawyers. Um, so, you well, know, know. Almost the Eels are sort of resembling a bit of a jailbird uh, this year. So a little bit to like about the Eels. I like the way they play. Semi shouldn't be playing, though, should he? I mean, if Tim Simona oh. is suspended for the year before he's been found guilty and there's a domestic violence case hanging over Semi's head, why is he allowed to play? That's just double standards, isn't it, by the NRL? Uh, yeah, look, I think there's also... Him going to Union also has a big thing to do with that. Like, what? I mean, he's good, right? He's a good player. Mm. But there's other players knocking on the door there uh, that could be having, and they could develop into players. He's just... He's going to French Union at the end of the at the end he's of the yeah. I don't I don't understand it. No, um, neither. And he, he's not the type. Of, he's, he's not a gentleman. He's not the type of bloke that I would I would try and knock around with. Well, he hasn't actually um, been suspended yet. And then Kenny Edwards gets suspended for eight weeks for throwing water in his partner's face, ex-partner. Um, so pretty harsh these days. The um, not that I condone any sort of that behaviour, but. Gee whiz, they're throwing, they're throwing suspensions and fines um, out. They're just trying to rid that, uh, the game of any controversy at the moment. So I'd, I'd expect at least a dozen suspensions this year. Would that be over? Would you go over or under the 12? I'd go just just a little bit under, you know. Um, we do, do talk about... There's Osfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say just, uh, just under. So one other question I have... And I, I think the Sharks, I think they may struggle to mm. get into the top four this year. I just, what is it with our game and struggling to, we haven't had a, uh, a back-to-back premiership winner since 93, 94, uh, sorry, 92, 93 Broncos. Mm. Uh, are we ever going to see it again in our lifetime? Yes, I'd say this, the short answer is yes. I just think it's, people get themselves up, it's such an even comp because of the salary, uh, salary cap. And teams just get themselves up so much to win one that it's just the, the yeah. backing up factor is just hard to do. And the Sharks are going to fall. Um, I think still got to say they'll make the eight, um, but you never know. You know, takes a couple of injuries, and that's generally every team has a couple of big injuries. So, um, I mean, round one we're overreacting to everything. I know. Um, I know. The I know. Sharks did look all right against the Broncos. The Broncos look pretty good. Bounce back here. Um, any team apart from Souths, I mean, every other team showed a little bit of something, they didn't they? Apart from the favourites, the Panthers. What happened to them? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, you weren't really buying into the, the media hype about them. Mm. You've been a huge detractor of James Tarmo uh, and his signing. Yeah, I have. Uh, you know, they didn't show anything, and they might have been reading their own hype. I know big... Bryce Cartwright, who was missing a lot of tackles, has a few issues um, that, that's going over the papers at the moment in terms of a, an abortion. So he's paying apparently paid a girl. What's that? Oh, he's paying for a. But paying a girl fifty k for an abortion isn't a crime. No, but it's not a good look, though, is it? Uh, well, he should be keeping his. Yeah, it's just going to hurt. What about the poor kid? You know, he's going to have its name all over the papers before it's even born. Well, did they actually go ahead and have the abortion or not? Oh, no, yeah, good point. If it's a border, there won't be a human, so, yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, but Panthers, back to Panthers, they didn't show anything, which is quite unusual. They just such a stacked side fall up against a side. I mean, that was the shortest price favourites. Maybe the Warriors were the shortest price favourites of the round. The Dragons put on 42 points. They flogged the Panthers. Um, and Gareth Widdop... So the question, so the question, question, so the question is, is, though... Mm. The Dragons might be quite good this year. I just think it's round no, one. It's, it's round one. Yeah, it's round I mean, one. You, no one's so putting who, them in so, right. so who's your? who are you interested in next week then? I, I think, for me, Tigers-Raiders game is going to be very interesting. Oh, that's uh, interesting. You know, we'll we see whether the Tigers are actually any... That's any Tigers-Panthers. Is, is it? Yeah, looking at it now. Tigers-Panthers, Dragons-Eels... Raiders Sharks. So one of those teams, Raiders Sharks, is going to be 0 and 2. Sea Eagles yeah. Rabbitohs, the same. One of those teams is going to be 0 and 2. Um, 
Broncos, Cowboys, Friday night at eight. You've got to say that's the match of the round. But the double header on Friday, Warriors. Everyone listens needs to get in front of a TV. Those are the classics now. So Broncos, Cowboys last year, or no, the last three times I've played has been one point in it. Oh, it's been phenomenal. So it's been just great Queensland rugby league. And to be honest, Queensland is the centre of the rugby league universe at the moment. As much as the blokes on the Central Coast in Sydney don't want to know about it. Can't, can't argue with that. Um, any new talent that you've seen um, that you haven't really uh, been too familiar well, with? Well, I mean, last night's game, the Sharks, Roosters, uh, and I have been talking about them last year, but Titans. I thought uh, Titans, Lebaha Pulu. Mm. I, 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 rate, I rated him last year. I could see a bit about him, and he didn't have a great first half, but his second half, his carries were really good, and, and you can see where the Titans weren't that concerned in letting Greg Bird go. He, he's, a good, he's a good footballer, and he's almost he's past Ignatius Parsi in the picking order there. Um, other players, uh, you know, the Warriors, from what I've seen of the uh, the match, Hingano is a good um, stand-in player for uh, Foran and is a good backup. Um, the other one I'd say is, well, the other talent I was quite excited about was seeing this Brian Kelly, who was playing in the left centre for the Manly. Seagulls, he didn't yeah. do much, but no. you just he had a bit, he had a bit about him. He's from Tinga. Uh, is he no, another Tinga boy? No, so he's not. Sorry, he's from Lismore. He's from Lismore. Right, he's cousin of Albert Kelly. Yeah, correct. What happened to Albert Kelly? He was playing for Wakefield. Gee, he, was a, he had a small frame on him though, didn't he? Yeah, he put on a bit of weight for the Titans and had a, well, I'd say half a decent season for them. Um, but the Titans halves, which we've debated a bit about. I saw Kane Algie miss a couple of real bad tackles. Is he any good? Where's all this hype from Kane Algie come from? I just haven't seen I, him do I, much. Look, I agree. Um, I, but again, I thought there was glimpses there from the, top, the Titans. I'm not writing them off at all. Uh, they had a really poor first half, but they were blown away from some indigenous mix, uh, magic by, like, Latrell Mitchell. Hmm. Um, the Titans, I think they're going okay. And I mean, the Roosters are going to be there or thereabouts. As I've said... Sean Kenny Dow needs to go as soon as well, not as soon as possible. Maybe around twelve. Then Joseph Munner will come in, mm. and that backline is phenomenal. Yep, yep. Um, so Raiders, despite losing, for me, they looked as good as they looked as good as ever. And I think they're missing a couple of players. They might have been missing a couple of players, but they look. You know, if there's one team, even though they lost, to sort of. Reaffirm the hype. Reaffirm the hype. I would say that the Raiders was a big tick, whereas the Panthers, obviously, they didn't. Um, they yeah. didn't do much for themselves, did they? Well, the Jack Whiten was one of the players they were missing, That's which right. you know we could argue is actually a positive for them. Um, you know, young, Zach, Zach Sento went all right there, but yeah, that forward pack, especially led by. Uh, Ruben Wiki like talisman and Sia Soliola is, is a sight to behold. I thought Papali uh, was pretty good too. Yeah, actually, and Elliot Whitehead was playing centre, which he did a job, but you could tell it wasn't, he wasn't really, oh, because Croker was injured, obviously. Oh, so yeah. so they're missing they had, there's names. a bit of a weakness there. But t- tell you what, though, it's a little sad that you don't, you know, get home on Monday, a bit of Monday blues set in, you have your dinner, you sit on the couch, and you just flick on Monday Night Football, you see Andy Raymond's bald head introducing the game, the Jews rising off a shitty little Toyota Stadium in Cronulla, and, yeah. you know, you get yourself a nice little Monday fo- Monday Night Football. Real disappointment, actually, now that we don't have it, because that's the end of the round. I was thinking in the back of my head, I've oh, still got one game to go, but Thursday replacing Monday, on one hand, I'm disappointed that Monday isn't there, but Thursday does present a good little uh, opportunity to get out midweek and have a couple of cans, and went down to Ramwick to take it in uh, last week, and was thoroughly enjoyable to a great spectacle. So, I don't know, Monday but I reckon still, miss it. But you can still have Thursday and Monday, theoretically. You could have just one game on Friday or drop a Saturday game to have Monday. Look, I'm going to miss Monday night. I mean, for those reasons, the 6 o'clock game, Doggies Cowboys, uh, Doggies Storm, didn't really... I mean, I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched the game, but the crowd at Belmore looked horrible, admitting that it was very poor weather in Sydney. But, gee, that's going to be a tough gig to get get people to the stadium. A, 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 good, a, a good mate of ours who's a mad doggy fan, he couldn't do it. He's too inner-city professional. How do you get out there at 6pm on a Friday night? 
Well, the only thing is that it would suit is for New Zealand to have a few Friday night games, which they could potentially get a little bit of a Broncos run there and host a lot of Friday games because six in Australia is eight in NZ. So most people can get down to Penrose and um, get along to the Warriors there. Yeah. So maybe they might have to do a bit of that. I can't, you wouldn't cut Super Saturday, would you? Those three games in a row is just a, just a bloody orgy of, of rugby league. <laughs> yeah, they are good look. Look, I, I mean, at the end of the day, we can Monday nights. Maybe we just have to look, watch on demand, and watch the New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup, and just catch up with some of the Kiwi up and comers. Like, if if you look at it that way, maybe that's what we need to do. Yeah, I tell you what, though, this league channel, which you probably not seen, this is just twenty four seven. It's just no. I'm, hey, I'm watching it right now. I'm watching oh, can, it right now. Can you get it? How do you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, I get it by. Using a VPN and a good listener of the show, uh, Denny Banger's um, password for his Foxtel. Nice. Um, now- so basically, my wife has just. What did she say to me the other day? She goes, oh, goodbye, or something like. Because I told her league season started. And she was like, oh, God. She was like, goodbye. Look, I'll see you in November. And I was like, well, no, maybe well, well rugby league World Cup is going to be there, so maybe December. Yeah, maybe. So she was she was gutted. Because the look on her face was like, what, really? Already? Because she thought, I suppose it didn't really end till late October last year. Then there was the four nations, but that didn't really affect her because that was middle-of-the-night based. Yeah, quite. What the, what the what it has started is the the league channel has just presented a whole new uh, criteria of ex-leaguey commentator, which I'm just not that happy about. There's just too many guys out there that shouldn't be on TV. And I'm going to headline a list. To go. I'm going to headline a list with my most hated. And he, he's nothing new to anyone's eardrums, but... Daryl Halligan has to bloody go. He is just horrible to listen to. It's his voice is no. so fucking. Daryl Halligan is he's just GK. Slow he won't have a bad voice, but he says, mate, he talks the truth, and at least he respects Nathan Ross, which you don't, and I that's disgraceful. No, you don't. I you didn't do. even give him a point in the down end today. I know, but I was just whining. I was whining. Mate, up. I love. He Ross is a dog. good player, and I, I think that. he might even be indigenous. All right, that's a, that's another bonus. Anyway, we're talking about Stray Dog. I can't stand his voice. He shouldn't be on um, any TV or radio. Oh, I he's, like he's him. My, I he's my number one. Two is Mate, but to be honest, mate, hey, 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 there's a stat here. This year is the first year where 100 people in the NRL's top 25 squads are born in New Zealand. Yeah. How many New Zealanders are on that Fox League panel? Well, none. And that's probably rightfully so, exactly. because no one in Australia no, wants to listen to it. There's heaps of... Who? Mate, you know what? They got rid of Gary Freeman, because he, he always respect. disagreed with... He was awesome, and he just... He disagreed with, like, all, like... Who did he... Well, he always disagreed with Wayne... Uh, Do you remember the, Wayne the, the old NRL on Fox, when it had um, Tallis... Wayne Pierce, Wiz, Wayne Pierce, and Big Dell? And then it was brought, yes. it was hosted by Ryan, Ryan Phelan. Shit, that was a good show. That was exactly back it, then. And was was that? But they, what they get rid of Wiz? Yeah, just boring. Not many people sort of. In, in he's not something. boring. Well, well he's but kinda, he's not. He's fucking good. He's, he's kind of colouring. Anyway, Halligan's one he's for me. Gaznia's two. Gaznia is. He, yeah, he just, get rid of him. He just closes he his eyes and trying so to talk like he's smart, and he just he pinpoints the most obvious things in rugby league. I mean, he's an ex-player. He should have a little bit of. Um, you know, value to add. He's he's terrible. He trips himself up. It's like he's concentrating so hard on what to say. Um, I just don't think he's got enough upstairs to to enlighten. Went to union, right? Remember, and like that should be a that should be a green card. You should not be able to commentate if you've gone to. No, I don't necessarily think that has because they're looking after themselves. But the way you do it, you know, if you and maybe he did it the right way. But he, I've told this on this podcast before. He came back from Europe and has got a personalised. Number plate with Eurogaz on it. <laughs> he he is that yeah that's that's enough said that's, that's horrific. The couple of the new um, new voices, Michael Innes. Oh, I'll I'll happily listen to him. Good. Um, Corey Parker, give or take. Still on the fence. Not a good, not a great start. Kevin Walters is terrible to listen to. Nah, I like uh, yeah okay, but you need some Queenslanders there. Yeah, you do, but you got Gordy here and there, and Belcher. I know Belcher's shocking, um, but I do quite like Anasta. 
Yeah, he's all right. I mean, I'd be worried if I was Cooper Cronk because he's hosting that show with, uh, like with his mumsy thirteen countdown with his mumsy. Yeah, and you've seen him in that when he, when he yeah. gets the hair on his chest. Well, every I don't go there. I've changed my coffee place in the morning, but we used to go to a place where every morning um, Tara Russian. Why'd you change? Tara, I'll, I'll get there. Tara Russian was sitting there, um, just come down from F forty five. So it was a sweaty Tara Russian and in her gym gear and was always the professor who was at the same class as her and this other sleazy bloke from Fox Sports and they just sit there for half an hour drinking smoothies and they are just churning Tara Rushton they're just sitting there hanging off every word she said so I would not be surprised if either A she runs over with the professor or B this other bloke <laughs> gets caught like um, Cooper Cronk walks in and he's sniffing her panties in their apartment or something because he looks infatuated by her. Yeah, but hang on, why don't you go there for coffee anymore for that for those reasons? No, nah, I just used to love seeing leagues and that down there. Why don't I go? Oh, you just mix it up. I support a little Japanese bloke now around the corner. So, um, just... what about that place you took me to uh, in North Sydney near Voltman's house? And Voltman said often he'd see JWH with his family there. Um, haven't been there for a while. It's too far away based. Just JWH. Um, I think it was Burke Street Bakery. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, on the other side. Yeah, I just haven't been there for a while. Um, uh, any other good yarns? What about Charlie? So we'll probably be segueing into Charlie Gubb. What, um, you've obviously got a bit of a history with him through the Hunters um, in Wellington. Good bloke to yarn to, obviously. I've heard the interview. The listeners haven't. Sounds like a top bloke. Jeezy just puts his body on the line and good old-fashioned tackler. He really likes to go low and uh, chop people down, um, which is a bit of a lost art. Maybe. Oh, yeah. So, look, let's let's fire away with the uh, this week's interview with Charlie Garber. He was a pleasure to talk with, and it was actually done on Wednesday, so we didn't know the results of today's game versus the Knights. But, to be honest, there wasn't much talk about this week's round or rugby league in general. So, I hope the punters enjoy it. And we've got plenty more where these come from. Yeah, there's a couple other players lined up. We've been uh, asked to try and secure some players, so... Um, write in if you are close to anyone if anyone's stupid enough to come on the show we will happily uh, have a chat about the greatest game of all um, looking forward to round two mate it can only get bigger and better and uh, you've got to love your league got to love your league see you mate so okay so we've got Charlie Gubb here uh, the first um, guest to legal counsel uh, and he is uh, the Warriors prop and one thing I have in common with Charlie is we played rugby league at the Victoria University Hunters. Uh, Charlie, you played a bit at the Hunters yourself, didn't you? Um, and can you can you sort of tell the story how you got involved with the Hunters down there in Wellington? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my sister was going out with a, a dude that played for the Hunters, um, but they're not going out anymore. But um, they were, and then I was at school, um, and I just started playing for the senior first team. Um, I don't know what day we played on. I think we played in the mornings, and then I'd go and play rugby after that, or something like that anyway. And then um, when I left school, I started playing. Um, I, I, I liked it so much at the Hunters that I kept going there and was playing with guys like Roger Bird and Tim Kahu and Roger Bird, brilliant. Yeah. Is he actually, yeah, is no, he actually was, Aboriginal, or is he from Vanuatu? I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to tell what, you know, he claims... Vanuatu heritage, but then he resembles an Aboriginal. So I, don't know. I think his mum was born in Britain too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get a guy on a limb and pick one. So, <laughs> so, I'm so you actually started. So you did you go to one in the college? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to one in the college. Yeah. And you were just playing union there, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just playing like average as union, and then in my last year I was in the first fifteen. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't really enjoy it. I, like, I enjoyed it being around the boys and, and that sort of thing, but I wasn't really into all that technical uh, scrums, line-outs, rucks and malls. It wasn't really my thing at that stage. Awesome. And so when you first... So in Union, you were, you were a forward, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played um, hooker and... What else did I play? Um, like six and eight, yeah. Oh, nice. So now you're, yeah, so now you're obviously a front rower by basically by trade and then I suppose, would you say you can still play a bit of second row? Um, nah, I don't <laughs> I haven't. It's, it's, it's pretty hard now in the second row with all the reads and whatnot. If I did a pre in there, I probably could get into yep. change in there, but I'm not really, yeah. Nah. Okay. So, is th- one question I had, Charlie, is there a smell you associate with rugby league? 
just a sausage sizzle, you know, like, um, I don't know, yeah, probably a sausage sizzle. Um, someone trying to raise money or something like that, but just to buy a box or something, yeah. Yeah, I, like I, I, I sort of see where you're coming from. I can remember yeah. down at Calburn Park, those cold, wet, chilly days, and then somebody would have a sausage sizzle going. I, I can definitely see how that is a smell you resemble with rugby league. Yeah, that's where I'm really associated at Calburn Park. I guess at the Warriors game, there's a deep, you know, they got the food truck, there's a deep fryer, you got muscle fritters. So when you're on the field, you can smell it? Nah, going to and from, like, um, you know, you walk past everyone, you say hi when you get to the game, and everyone's holding a chip or something, and you can smell it. Like, you know you know you're at the footy, you know yeah, someone, nah. someone's got a woody in one hand and a hot dog in the other. Cool. So your your brother Peter, he um, I'm a rugby league tragic, so I actually was watching a stream game the other day of Broncos v Wooden Manly, one of the trials, and old Peter dotted yeah. down to score a try. So Peter's older than you, and he actually went down to yeah, the Hunters with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he um, he was at the Hunters before me, um, one year before me because he left school obviously earlier, and then um, yeah, so I played with him at the Hunters. Then I went and played good, um, under 20s and then Queensland Cup. And then he came over and started playing Queensland Cup um, when I was there at Wyndham, and he's still there. He's played 100 and something games for them now. Awesome. So he's always been a winner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always been a winner. Cool. And what what are his strengths and weaknesses as a bloke? Is he uh, is he good fun to be around, or he's boring as bitch? Yeah, yeah. He he's good fun to be around. One of his weaknesses is though, like I get around people who doesn't know him. It's very socially awkward. Like. Really, like, um, autistic? Oh, he's not autistic, but he he would pass as being autistic. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, like, he's, like, I, oh, maybe, he, I don't know, maybe he is. I don't know. Like, he he's socially very awkward. Like, you go to shake, you know how, like, instead of shaking his hand, you do that more casual one where it's kind of like a bro slap? Yeah, yeah, uh, a smoothie. Like, he, he, yeah, yeah, so he's halfway in between that and shaking hands when he gets all awkward, like, stuff like that. Oh, or be like, right. what's up, Peter? How are you going? Like someone that does, he doesn't know, you know. What's up, Peter? How are you going? Oh, oh, oh good. <laughs> so that's probably his weakness. And his strength would be um, around people he does know. He's very funny. Okay, well, that's good. And, uh, you have to pass on the on. podcast to him. It's nice to have a brother say good things about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's got a lot of strengths, but yeah. um, meeting new people is not one of them. So. Um, in terms of this season, um, obviously you're uh, got a. It starts on Sunday. How's the preseason yeah. felt for you for you guys compared to other other preseasons? You guys are in a good headspace. You're feeling good to hit the season running. Yeah, it does. Um, I always feel like this after preseason, like real positive. You know, oh yeah, man, we're gonna win round one. Uh, but I genuinely feel like we're we're uh, we're a good team, a really good team, and everyone's um. Everyone's firing. Um, felt like that the last couple of years, uh, and you know we haven't, haven't done too well round one. But um, hopefully we can trans, you know, put it from the training paddock onto the field with, um, you know, live up to expectations. Not that um, that's a focus, living up to expectations, but we need to we need to start proving it on the field. Yeah, well, I can tell you the the big legal council has a uh, a big following from New Zealand and Warriors fans, so we're excited to see you guys step it up a notch. And you are actually a, fa- a favourite to a lot of our listeners. Um, and you're at, I think you're 26 now, right? Yeah, yeah I'm 26 now. Yeah. So you're starting to come into probably, I think, a, a prop forward. You sort of mature. You're probably your best age is probably 28 to 29. Um, and so I think the next few years is really going to be. Um, a, a, a big few years for you, so we'll we'll be watching with uh, uh, with interest. Is, is that fair to say that you're preparing to really make the most out of your career the next three or four years? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, you know, the next four years. That, that's what I've heard too um, about. You know, the, the life of a prop. But they, you know, that 27 to 30, 26 to 30. That's good. So I think it's time for you know to spread the wings and and um, you know I don't know I don't know what you say after that, but yeah, yeah quite. make it. <laughs> Yeah, bit middle. You're the wind beneath my wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, and so if, um, obviously now you're you've been playing rugby league for most of your like working age group. Is there anything you, when you look forward, you know, into your mid thirties when you retire, something you'd want to be involved in? Do you want to be involved with the game, or maybe do something different? Maybe work on your old man's boat. Um, probably not work on the old man's boat. I, I did that for a lot of my younger years, and. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that's actually what what scarred my brother um, <laughs> to how he is now. Um, yeah, but I don't want to do that. I don't mind that I'm doing a few cashies for him, but probably after footy, what I look forward to, um, just going, maybe playing a few, being that like old guy who plays, too, you know, too long and tries to play local league prems. For the Hunters um, or still in Auckland? Yeah, for the Hunters. Awesome. No, I don't think, I think I'll go back to Wellington, go play for the Hunters and just be that, that dirty old guy that's played in RL. Like Henry um, Hickey and Simon Phillips. Oh, they didn't play in RL, but they were the dirty yeah, old yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, but, yeah, be that maybe that Billy Weeper type <laughs> character. Um, um, who else we got? Um, Chris Savali. Chris Savali. Um, Who's the Randall yeah, guys? That, yeah, he's a. He, I think he played for Patone. Um, ben, yeah. ben Medellino's cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got yeah. about a hundred ben, of them. Old, yeah, everyone's related to Ben and TA. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, but you know, maybe maybe get into a bit of that. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for work. Um, it would be nice to have a house that gets rent or something like that. Not at that stage yet, but um, that would be nice. Or what else? What else can you do? Maybe like um, what about fishing? What about fishing? What about fishing? Yeah, fishing. Like fishing would be good to have. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of being like a fishmonger, um, selling hot fish. Um, yeah, like two little rats. More or, like uh, like pan fried. Yeah, 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 like pan-fried or maybe even, you know, just like um, off-the-grid type stuff. Um, get that seafood pack, auction it off at a league game. Um, just go around doing that and that just laying low. That actually reminds me of another thing I actually miss about Wellington Rugby League, the raw fish at the Petone Rugby League Club Room. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Petone Rugby League Club Rooms is if you beat them, you don't really want to go in. Um, you just want to get out of there. Nah, they're not a friend. Oh, well, maybe they are now. Maybe they are now. I remember they were banned from home games for a while um, while I was playing. So, oh, yeah. Um, they didn't <laughs> get on with cows on the roof. I'd have to say that that ground Petone play at the worst ground in the when a southerly is blowing. It's yeah. horrible, straight off the harbour. Yeah. No. Is that, is that um, McEwen Park? McEwen Park, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so off to, I was thinking about this the other day. If the Warriors could take any animal or from the animal kingdom into their team below the salary cap, what animal would it be yeah. and what position would you play it in, do you think? Oh, man. Um, that's hard because you've got animals like saltwater crocs, who's mm. obviously intimidating. Um, but then again, they're not going to play a lot of footy. Um, being cold-blooded, I think they are. They're, they're going to get tired, you know, when it's cold and there's no yep. sun in Auckland. They'll be all Yeah, they'll go, they'll go real well in Townsville. But um, they'll maybe just rest them during the Raiders game and when you bring them over to New Zealand. Um, but probably for the Warriors, would like a, a Congonese silverback um, gorilla. Oh, nice. Just because... Yeah, because like they they've got like ex- they're so explosive off the mark. They're powerful, scary. They'll go all day. Like they, you see them fall out of trees, and it just doesn't hurt them. Like so, they'll be taking two carries a set, and maybe just drop back into fullback or something. Um, oh, exactly. You know, if you're making a line break, you're making a line break, and you're gonna draw and pass. And you know, you're that, gonna you, are you who, gonna eat that? Who's the Warriors um, training yeah. now? Is it still Norton? Dan Norton's still there, yeah. yeah. So um, he'd have to have, like, a belt full of bananas as he runs out. Yeah, he'd be like, you know how those those new age um, guys that run around the base, they have those belts of five mini drink bottles on it? Yeah, yeah. Um, as if they're going all day. He'd have just with one of those of, um, yeah, with just mini bananas on it and things like that. Great. Um, yeah. Little sardines if they're a bit like seafood. I think you're onto it, and I think fullback's um, a good position for this. You can get them involved as much as possible and really rip teams to yeah, shreds, yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, like, so he would he'd be taking two carries a set. You wouldn't really want him tackling. Um, you could have him tackling, though, on the front line. Um, he's going to dominate. But then, like, you don't want, yeah, if you, if he tackles, you, you, you're at risk of uh, he's going to go overzealous wrestling, and he might get sinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the good thing about having him at the back, he's got that kick return, and he'll start the sets well. Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a Manu Vatuvai, a, a nineteen a two thousand and six Manu Vatuvai on steroids. Yeah, yeah. And, that, I mean, and that's, I not, think that, that's not saying anything bad about Manu. That's saying how good he is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a compliment. Yeah. And um, I think you'll find that if we did sign a um, silverback, that teams would start running it on last because. 
it's a double-edged sword, you know, kicking out, they're going to make ground, but then they got um, the big silverback running the back of them. Yep. So they're probably going to chance their arm and um, run it on last. And what, get a handover, get their line set, and just, you know, he'll be committing numbers to the tackle for sure. And what we need to do is we need to get him a um, three-year residency rule um, pretty quickly in New Zealand so he's eligible for the Kiwis. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But then again, like, if we're paying all that money to get him vaccinated, you know, get him um, get him in quarantine, get him over to New Zealand, like, don't really want him, you know, playing the Anzac test and, and like, fucking his knee, so... No, exactly. And I really want that. All the good rugby league people of the Congo, they'll be like up in arms about how we've poached him. Uh, but you know, we developed him as a young player, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. They just, they just, that, that, that would be a selfish thing for them. It's like when people go, oh, you know, St. Kent poaches the best rugby player. Maybe they do, but it's good for the kids. You know, they get that good education and that good coaching wherever they stayed at their school. Exactly. Maybe they wouldn't be as great. It wouldn't. That gorilla wouldn't be a good rugby league player. And I mean, to be honest, I think the New Zealand bananas are actually pretty good quality. They're all right. They're all right. Um, Not as good as North Queensland. I've had suppose. bananas. I've had bananas at like thirty something dollars a kilo when they're out of season over here. Gee whiz. That's like a, they must have had yeah. a, a, a hurricane in North Queensland to be that price. Yeah, did they cut, is that where they come from? Well, I think so, because I remember when I lived in Australia, there was a, uh, a cyclone in Innisfail, and everyone was moaning about the price of bananas. Yeah, but actually, yeah, because Billy Slater is sponsored by um, a banana company, mm-hmm. and um, I remember Bo Ryan saying that he eats the same bananas as Billy Slater. They do all the same training, but Billy's a lot faster and sharper, so... There's obviously something going on there. Yeah. You know, they do the same training, eat the same bananas. And I think Billy's actually Well, okay, that's per- oh, mate, Charlie, that's brilliant. I think we're on the same wavelength there in terms of if we're going to, you know, spend all that money bringing an animal over, I think the silverback gorilla or, is, or Congolese is the way to go. Um, that, that's great. Um, okay, what about the Warriors, you guys? It sounds like you've got a good team environment going there now. Um, yeah. Who's the biggest eater? Is it like? Is it a surprise? Is it one of the big fellas up front, Sam Bassoni, Albert Vitti? Is it, or is it a small little fella like Mason Lino? What's that? The biggest what? The biggest, the biggest eater. Like who eats the most at Wendy's? Oh, the biggest eater. Um, the big eater. Like um, man, a lot of the Tongan boys can they can put it away. Like some of them have fast metabolisms and they can do it all the time, but some of them um, they don't. Um, the boys on the team that is. Yeah, yeah. But, but David Fussy still is probably the biggest eater. Like really. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Like, he's one of those guys that's good at everything. He's fast and strong. You know, he's got that quick wit. He's, he's everything you want. I heard he's taking up a mortgage contract. Maybe. He's, he's starting, he's at that age where his, his muscles are starting to get bigger and he's turning into a man, so that would probably be a good time for him to sign a modelling contract. I'm hoping he actually really, I hope he has a really good season this year. He's just, he's shown so many glimpses. If he can get a contract, really will be for us fans. Um, yeah, okay, so that's all. David Fustil, the biggest seat at the club, never would have thought. Um, yeah. How about this yeah. for a query? Who is the player you've played against in the NRL that you would least want to have a, a scuffle with, a fight with? Like, you would have never want to, like, sort of um, spill a drink on him, for instance, at, uh, when, yeah, yeah. Uh, at a function. Like, I don't know, because, like, there's those guys like Paul Gallen who obviously they can blur. Um, he knows what he's doing, you know, he's sharp, he's, he'll get inside, he'll punch you. Yeah, but then but again, he's... if you spill a drink on him, yeah. if you spill a drink on him, he's got, he probably doesn't have the temper just to go off straight away, yep. go off on you. Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, what about, it'd probably be, some, I reckon it'd be somebody like Lewis Brown. Mm, uh, nah, nah, I wouldn't, I, I don't reckon it would be that Lewis Brown. But maybe. Um, because it's the ones you least expect. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's ones you least expect, then you've got Lee Cherry Evans. Yeah, okay. But his yeah, neck's, yeah, and he's got, got such a long neck that he could actually move his head so fast, you wouldn't actually be able to lay one on him. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his head, you'd think you're out of his range then. His head's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems uh, I don't know. Uh, spill a drink. Who's, maybe, I don't know. Maybe if, like, a bloke, like, 
big Paulie Paulie if he was on the source and he's just charged up. Maybe him. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like. I don't think there's anyone like that in the NRL that I can think of. Like, but, I don't want to spill a drink on but him. But that's the question. Maybe though. so because your whole career has been at the Warriors. Do you know yeah. many players from other clubs? Like, obviously you've played in Wynnum, mm-hmm. right? You played in Wynnum Manly Queens. Did you make some good connections with players from other clubs there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I kind of know, like, friends of someone from every club. Yeah. And then, like, I'm friends with their friends just through them, like, for association. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know all the NRL players up because mm-hmm. I'm an NRL fan. So, like, I kind of like, oh, man, he's cool, like, but I don't know him. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm a fan as well. Because what, yeah, because what I do, as a, as a huge fan, what I love watching is after the games, you know how everyone starts, like, when you're against your opposition, you start having a chat with them. I like watching who's yeah. talking, and then I try and work out how they know each other, like from what previous club they've Yeah, yeah, like what's, what's the degree of separation? Exactly, yeah. And yeah. how do they know each other well enough to link up after the game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a good for, yeah, for yeah. Fat, like big league fans, like all the legal council listeners, that's a, a, a fun game to play. Um, okay, so what would you say if a guy like, let's say... Um, I'm going to go to left field and say a guy like David Fossitua starts talking to um, they start talking to Josh Papali after the game. How do okay, they know so this is how I'll do it. I'll do it like this. Josh Papali is actually um, Isaiah Papali's long-lost father, and he's been <laughs> coming to Auckland quite a bit in the off-season, like just like uh, taking um, Isaiah, like really re- reuniting with Isaiah and taking him down yeah, like and stuff, having a milkshake. And as Isaiah's tagged along, David's tagged along, and just to, like meet up yeah. and have burgers in there. So that, that's how they know each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah. You're not far. You're not far from the mark there. Yeah. 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 But uh, uh, and yeah. just to tell all our listeners, that's absolutely fabricated. I'm sure Isaiah has a, a completely loving father at home, and Josh Papali is has nothing to do with him or his mother. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 What about? Okay. Here's a question. <laughs> what about uh, the word? And it's you guys use a lot on Instagram and stuff. Um, owl. Like I think you spell it O U A. What does that actually mean? Uh, it's a common thing. I think it's um, it's like like you know like if you um say Christmas Day you bring in the big ham to your family and they're like oh wow that's yeah. great like wow that's great but the Tongans they say awa like oh awa uh, like I don't know it's just a, like an expression like geez that's top notch that's very cool okay that's awesome so it's actually got a bit of culture behind it it's not just like some slang from America nah nah it's not it's, it's not it's, it's, it's very like it like a lot of people say it it's um you don't you don't just say it for no reason not like um bro oh no it's frozen. I don't know I don't really know I know that's what it is cool so Charlie, what about the what's happening with legal counsel? Uh, if you listen to a few of the episodes, we also we are, we often uh, ask a lot about haircuts. And obviously, when you first came yeah. on the scene, your long flowing Samson-like locks were, um, you know, they weren't very noticeable. You've now gone with a shorter haircut. Will we see a return yeah. of those that, that the haircut that really stamped your name on the NRL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm growing it back. The only reason I cut it was uh, um, I was watching TV. I was watching um, Ben Eichel's show. Uh, what's it called? Something 360. Yeah, and, uh, and then uh, and then it comes up that I'm facing like seven weeks suspension. Um, and that's how I found out. And then I was just like so gutted, like all the wind was out of me. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Then, then my manager rings me, the team manager, and was like, okay, you got to fly. Did you Have you been watching TV? Have you seen that? You're blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, yeah, real gutters, because I was on match payments as well. I just really wanted to play, like, and I, we, you know, we were coming into the business part of the season. We could still make the aid, and I was excited. Anyway, um, had to fly over to the judiciary, and I um, borrowed a suit because uh, my arm was, like, dirty. My arm was dirty. I didn't have time to dry clean up. So I tried it on. I tried it on, and I just looked real scruffy with my hair. Like, I couldn't um, couldn't figure out, like, I didn't want to tie it up because the the people on the judiciary are old school and I didn't want to have like a uh, like a uh, soft as like top knot or something like that because I'm not in top knot 
but um, I didn't want to have it down and look scruffy. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to bite the bullet and cut my hair, and then I'll look more professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just like, and if they say, see me wearing a suit and my hair's cut, they're going to be like, wow, he's really taking this seriously. Um, so anyway, I went over and did that, and I didn't work. Like didn't they didn't even take that into account. They well, they didn't even take it into account. They didn't ask what was going on. It was all very serious. Like I didn't speak. This is a lawyer spoke, and it was orcs, and they were acting like, um, you know, they're on. It was tribal council at Survivor or something. But um, yeah, it was a bit much for a rugby league judiciary. Well, and, um, Charlie, if it makes you feel any better, all the legal councilmen, and I think I can speak on behalf of them, thought that was an absolute travesty. They're obviously picking on the young white kid from Wellington, um, really making yeah. an example of him. Yeah, that, that no one's going to make a big deal. He's missed seven games. Exactly. That'll so. be, make the paper. And that's it. So, well, no, they do a great job. They do a great job. So. Travesty, mate. Travesty. Cool. So... So thanks so much for your time, uh, Charlie. Obviously, being well, it's not really a, a great uh, achievement being the first guest on your council because we don't have that many listeners yet. But I'd have to say, what are we up to? Like, what do you reckon? What do you reckon you get? The listeners are probably about like oh, four. Yeah, that's alright. That's now, not bad. Like for your first to start somewhere. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but no, I'm sure having you on the uh, podcast will uh, really help us. So make sure you pass it around to um, all the boys of the Warriors. Maybe not Isaiah Papali, because I don't want to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, or we don't really want the Raiders getting a hold of it either. Because... No, exactly, because then they might actually think, yeah, exactly, they might think he, they can get him on a cheaper deal because he's Josh's boy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, but then you might see me talking to Josh after the game. Josh oh, Papali, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, you did that podcast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and that's how we know each other for years. We need to make up a name for that game, like a leaguey name. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll send it out to listeners like? and they can get us on Twitter. Actually, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Charlie, at legal under slash council. Um, and, okay. And uh, it, I just want to say thanks so much. And we're going to be all the legal council, fit, well, all the New Zealand ones will be on the Warriors this this year, hopefully, hoping it's our year. We think we've got the, the Kiwi spine, so we've got big hopes. Um, the other thing, I wish you yeah. well for the rest of your and especially I, I, I hope that one day you can wear that the proud white V of the Kiwis. I'm sure that's a, a oh, good that'll be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would be awesome to run out alongside um, the Congonese import that we, that, you know, exactly. we help bring. What a front row. Gub. Yeah. Um, who's that young? Uh, not Aaron Clark. Who's J- Jazz Tavanga and a Tavanga. a yeah. dot gorilla at all? Say on the t- yeah, yeah. The Hunter Maniac. That's his name, Hunter Maniac. Exactly. We'll get him registered at the Hunter first. Yeah. Mate, okay, so thanks so much for your time. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll let you go, and I'll make sure you. I'll send you the podcast, and you can have a listen and pass it around the Warriors board. Yeah, sweet Dad. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks very much, Charlie. All good. Cheers, mate. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.